There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, on today's episode of Lockdown Spartans, what isn't there to talk about? Uh, Yeah, we just got a lot. Let's just get into it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. the date that's right people it is friday locked on spartans is the podcast and i am your host matt sheehan uh guys make sure you rate review and subscribe to the podcast and before i go any further i uh, just want to take some time and thank all you guys for listening uh whether you've listened to every show this week if this is your first show this week what have you uh thank you so much for guiding the waters with me as i go well solo ish for the show. I, I don't have co-host Will Hunter anymore, but I've been joined by a lot of great co-hosts along the way so far. So thank you guys for sticking with us and giving us a shot here as we transition into a new era. Um, I know that I teased Friday Fun Day today, and maybe you can hear my son's crying in the background. He's upset about what has happened too. Uh, we are not doing Friday Fun Day today because there is way too much Way too much had happened in the world of Michigan State today. So we have pushed back uh, Friday Fun Day into Fun Day Monday's show with John Kirby answering all your creative questions about Michigan State. Um, so that will be a fun one to start the week next week. Uh, we'll also get Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports sometime next week. And yeah, I'm going to be hitting up a ton of uh, prospective guests here pretty soon. So another full week of shows hitting you next week. Um, all right, guys, once again, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you've already done so. Thank you very much. If you're about to do so, hey, thank you as well. If you don't have any interest in doing any of those three things, hey, thanks for listening to us anyway. Appreciate it. Um, guys, let's kick it off with some Billy Bags talk, Bill Beekman talk. Um, there were message board whispers a few weeks ago that, hey, Bill Beekman might be out of here as AD. Well, okay, that's interesting. He's been here for three years. Um, that's odd, but I guess it's understandable because a lot has happened in these three years here. He might be uh, getting tired of this gig. And, well, the whispers from the message boards a few weeks ago have become official news as Bill Beekman is out as MSU's athletic director after three years. Um, I just got to be straight with you guys. I, I wasn't big on the Bill Beekman train at the start, and maybe that was just misguided on my part, because, well, let's remember the circumstances of which he became AD. It, it, yeah, we already know. The the whole Larry Nasser situation, everything going on in the athletic department. Mark Hollis steps away, Beekman steps up as the interim AD, they boast this whole national search, and then you know, they just settle on this guy who had real no AD experience. If you told him that day, the university that day, anyone that day, what he would be facing the next three years would be a remarkable undertaking to stare down at the barrel at. Uh, Mark Antonio, he's out of here. Okay, hey, how about 18 months of a uh, global pandemic that is 
kind of unprecedented for this era in history. Uh, can, can you do that too, Bill? Um, hey, Bill, by the way, we're going to flip on the NIL switch uh, for that rollout here. Uh, in your third year, hope you're going to be cool with that. He also, you know, ventured the waters of the, the Monterena uh, expansion and refurbishment. He was the, oversaw it, the, the Matt Ishbia massive gift that was given earlier this year. And most importantly, too, I mean, who can forget this? He was the one who sought out the Amish pretzels to Spartan Stadium. If that's not going to make you a, just a sensational idea, I, I don't know what will. I'm, I'm fresh out of ideas if the Amish pretzels aren't going to bring you to the top of the podium. So, yeah, hey, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of his, and it, it was unfair. Because after the three years, i got to say, with the situation he was brought into and everything he's had to traverse over the three years, I would say he's done a bang-up job. I mean... What else can you expect out of a guy who was kind of thrust into this role out of nowhere? Uh, with Yes, he did have a select department experience, but he didn't have a select director experience. So for, for that, Bill, I, Tim, I had to you. Uh, I'm eating a lot of crow because, yeah, those last three years, I, I don't envy taking on any of those at all. At all. So what's on the horizon for the next athletic director as they once again boast a national search coming up for the next one? Well, there is the MSU Athletics Facilities Plan. That's going to be a major fundraising overtaking. Yes, that does more than just football and basketball. That's going to deal deal with all the Olympic sports. Uh, NIL, uh, that's not going to stop anytime soon. So you would hope you get an athletic director that has a good NIL head on their shoulders. And here's the most pressing thing of them all. I'm going to venture a guess that Tom Izzo is going to be leaving here in the A in the next AD's tenure. Um, so you got to find his coach. <laughs> Simple as that. You got to find the replacement for I you know just the, the greatest coach uh, in Michigan State, probably athletics history, if not men's basketball, their program's history. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. Tom Izzo is going to have a say in who his replacement is going to be but let's not act like the ad probably won't have some voice in here that will be fascinating to stay tuned for is will the ad have a voice how big will it be will it just be the tom Izzo show as understandably so you know he's only given 25 years of greatness to the program might as well give him the courtesy of naming the next guy uh but yeah that's definitely going to be probably the top storyline up ahead for the next athletic director um, as more names come out and more speculation comes out, we can get more into it. But really quick, these are just some names that, I, you know, I just found online. Uh, that a lot of people are talking about, you know, here are two outside hires that, I whispers, I guess you could hear. I don't know. Every name seems in play right now. But right now, uh, Martin Jarmond, he is the UCLA athletic director. He was, however, an assistant athletic director here for seven years. So that's one name. Can you pry the guy away from UCLA? That would be tough, especially with their basketball program finally showing signs of life for the first time in a while. They've got that big Jordan deal down the pipeline. It's not like he's necessarily from here. Yes, he went to, I think, graduate school in Ohio. He's from North Carolina. So it's not like it'd be a guy returning to his roots by any means. So that would be, I guess I'll call it the dream hire or the most unattainable one of the names that I've seen. One with more roots to the state of Michigan is uh, Heather Like. She is, of course, the former EMU athletic director. She is the current AD at Pitt 
right now. And you, you think EMU, you don't necessarily think great athletics, but that's what makes what she did even more impressive. She upped her fundraising by 51% at her time there. She did wonders for fundraising and with the MSU athletics facilities plan very much on the near horizon. Maybe that's someone they look for. Now, what doesn't sit right with me here is that, yeah, she's a, she's a former U of M softball player. That, no, that, that ain't sitting too right with me. Um, then again, maybe this makes good on U of M softball coach Carol Hutchins being an MSU grad and guiding the Wolverines program to decades of success. So maybe that's just uh, our player to be named later in the Carol Hutchins metaphorical trade that I just came up with. But on a serious note, I'd be tough to knock her down. You know, that that would be a, a pretty good hire, I would think, for Michigan State, especially from the fundraising standpoint. Um, now, once again, if they do go the, hey, we're going to have a national search route and then go with someone in-house, you might have to give a hard look at uh, Alan Holler here. Associate Athletic Director Alan Holler. He is a former Michigan State football player. Of course, he's currently in the athletic department and um, something I found interesting, too, is that he, he was credited for having a pretty big hand in the Mel Tucker hiring as well. So this is a guy, 50 years old. He would be here ideally for the next decade, 15 years plus. Um, familiar with the program, probably familiar with all the projects going on at Michigan State. So that would be one name to keep an eye on in-house. And then another one, I don't know how serious this would be. This just because I like the guy, I think is a great mind. But Kevin Pauga. Um, spent some time with the Michigan State basketball program. He's a scheduling extraordinaire. And, yeah, he has transitioned to a role in the athletic department proper. So that's uh, that, That's the agenda I'm going to be pushing right here is the KP agenda. We'll see how that goes. All right, guys, at the other side of this short break, we'll, we'll be talking about, yeah, yeah, Monty Bates. We're, yeah, we're back talking about him. But first, I got to talk to you people about Built Bar. Built Bar, baby, that's right. Guys, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? I bet you did, because we can't stop talking about them. Uh, and for good reason, because they are mighty, mighty tasty. I'm going to hit you with these flavors right now. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German chocolate. They also got Rocky Road dropping very, very soon. Very soon. And that is going to be mm, tasty. And also, did you know that Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team? I think that's pretty neat. I think they could have used one or two more Built Bars before the races over the week, but that's neither here nor there. Guys, Built Bar, most of the flavors have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, just 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4, 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to Built.com. That is Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15. That's right, 15% off at Built.com. Yeah, okay, here we are again. Um, talking about Imani Bates. Yeah, let me check the... Yep. Okay, yeah, August August 6th, August 6th, and yeah, we're doing a Monty Bates talk. Uh, did not think we'd be here. Did, no, not at all. Yeah, he dropped a, a top eight a few weeks ago that had anywhere from New Zealand Professional League to Michigan State to Miami, Oregon, the G League, the Overtime League, Memphis. And here we are. Uh, he just dropped his final four on Thursday evening. I'm sorry. 
Wednesday evening, excuse me. And, guys, Michigan State's back on there. If you missed it, MSU is joined by Memphis, Oregon, and the G League for his final four options. And, yes, in case you're wondering, well, how's that possible? He's only going to be a senior next year. No, he also announced he's reclassifying, too. So, he will be ready to play this fall. Should he go the college route? Should he come to East Lansing? Yeah, he would be ready to play this fall against all odds. Listen, this is a bridge we can cross later of how will it work with chemistry? How will he fit in the lineup? Is that really okay? Jaden Akins, I know them two had a rift that sent Jaden Akins down to Wichita to finish out his senior high school season. Again, we'll worry about that if anything ever comes to fruition here, but it's just fascinating that this is where we're at. I mean, MSU's back on the table. Two other colleges are back on the table. Only one professional league is in the running here. Then again, I, I am surprised. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like Mr. Know-it-all because I didn't definitely not see this coming. But as I look back on the summer, his AAU circuit, you hear bits and pieces from scouts, writers, anonymous coaches. Left a lot to be desired this year. Progress kind of stopped that in its tracks starting... Last high school season, the, the the defense is lackluster. The body language leaves a lot to be desired. The shot selection, my goodness. I, whew, Izzo would have had him in a gulag by the end of the first quarter if you watch any of his Yipsy prep games or AAU circuit games. That could use some help as well. And even if the shot selection was good, there were times too where they weren't really falling as much as they could. So maybe it's time. Maybe it's a good look in the eye and be like, okay, let's kind of reset here. Let's actually look at all these options. Let's not go for the biggest bag possible, although I'm sure that is going to be a big part of their decision coming up. Let's look here at the four options ahead of us and how this benefits us. So let's just break this down really quick. G League, duh, okay? That's your professional league. Yes, he is too young right now to play in the G League as their bylaws state. You have to be 18 years old to be drafted into the G League or play for their teams. He's not going to be 18 until January. But let's also not act like this is like the Constitution or the the Ten Commandments written in stone. I think the G League will happily adjust some rules to get one of the most sought-after prospects in their league as soon as possible. So I wouldn't hang, hang myself up too much on the G League's rules right now. If Imani wants to go to the G League, if they like the dollar amount that's being thrown their way... They're going to go G League. Let's not get it twisted. Memphis. Okay. Interesting. Jalen Duran's also there. He's the guy who unseated Imani as the number one prospect in his class not too long ago. So you got the number one and the number two guy there. You have Penny Hardaway there as coach. And I guess I don't fully understand why, but he's tabbed as the great up-and-coming coach. Uh, okay, sure. Great. Awesome. If that's the route you want to go. Good on you. Go for it. And something that my guy DK, uh, Dave Klein of Spartan Hoops, just a brilliant mind, uh, kind of threw out there is maybe Memphis wouldn't be the worst thing for him because, you know, it's not like you're going up against Big Ten competition. It's a little different competition that Memphis is going up against. No, it's not necessarily the GLIAC by any means, but it's definitely not a, a Power 5 conference as well. So what does that do? It lets you learn on the fly against, you know, bigger bodies and all this and that. But 
it could also protect your draft stock as well. So that makes Memphis very interesting. And I would love to say, like, <laughs> Memphis is no stranger to the bag anyway, but that's the one thing about NIL. It kind of sucks. I, I can't really make those jokes anymore because giving out the bag is all but legal these days. So that's a bummer. Oregon? Why Oregon? Um, I assume Nike is hot on the Imani Bates camps tracks. Uh, Oregon is, of course, is in Nike's backyard. Great relationship with them. Um, that's probably the, the biggest benefit right there. I, I would be a little surprised about that, especially if... Let me back up here. I, I'm interested to see how much branding influences their decision as well, because I, I know it's it's most, you know, downtrodden, beaten storyline of all time, or the biggest cliche of all time, but Pacific Coast against East Coast, that, that does kind of hurt. The time slots do hurt. I, I mean, you're tipping off at, at 10 p.m., 11 p.m., I know it sounds so silly, but really, like playing on the East Coast does help the brand. I, it's just the way it is. It's it's a boring, tired take. Also kind of the correct take here. However, with that said, like I referred to earlier, you're in Nike's backyard. They're going to probably want to do deals with you many years in the future. Okay, that's that. Now that brings us to Michigan State. Uh, just, just like I talked about earlier, just like you maybe have read, just like maybe you have seen with your own two eyes, Progress has maybe taken a little speed bump here with Bates in the last year. Maybe you want to get a year of Hall of Fame coaching, perhaps. Maybe you have realized that you need someone in his ear when he does take bad shots, who does need tough nose coaching. Maybe. Well, I got the idea for you. How about Tom Izzo? That's right. On top of that, I mean, hey... Let's not kid ourselves. NIL would be definitely in play here. I don't know who would make the deals or whatnot, but being a local guy going to a local college would maybe help you locally get some more dollars. So there's that right there. Again, (laughs) who knows if this is going to happen. If you want my honest percentage of him coming to Michigan State, I would probably say 11%. 11%, but that's 11 more than I would have given it, well, duh, the first time he decommitted. Or when he dropped his final eight, I had some people reach out being like, is this really going to happen? 0% chance. So I'm at least giving it a chance now. A big one? No, not at all. I still think it's very unlikely that he comes here. My guess would be either G League or Memphis. But again, I mean, Oregon, that's very enticing too. You're in Nike's backyard, I'll say, for the 80th time. That's going to have some credence there. But if he wants to come to Michigan State, I would love to record that episode because, (laughs) I mean, if not for nothing, this has been incredible content. Uh, Just the drama and the storylines of all this have been great banter. Um, We'll get to that if it ever happens. All right, guys. (laughs) I can't believe I just did an Imani Bates segment in in August. you got to be kidding me. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) uh, after the break, guys, uh, we'll be talking about whatever else that we missed from the day at Michigan State. All right. Well, all right, let's get you off into the weekend with some recruiting talk. Um, and my tone might be a little muted because, well, I, I've got some bad news and I've got some good news. And as I do in these situations, I like to bring up the bad news first just so uh, we could walk away with a good taste in our mouths and holding the good news for a second. 
Um, if you don't know by now, if you're not super plugged into recruiting, uh, you still probably heard us talk about Ryan Bayer. Yes, the four-star offensive line prospect that, for a hot minute, looked like he was going to go green and white. But as you can probably tell by now, that was not the case. He committed to a friend of the Michigan State program, Pat Narduzzi, over at Pitt. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to, you know, act like uh, a certain Dutch recruiting reporter that just says, oh, no big deal, we cool on him anyway. Like, no, no doubt about it. That, that one hurts. That's, that's a bummer to lose out on a four-star uh, offensive tackle prospect that stands at a hulking six foot seven. But, I mean, I, it's not the end of the world. MSU still does have four offensive linemen commits that they are happy about. Um, just to run through those guys really quick that we do have. We got six foot five, three hundred and five pound interior lineman Gavin Brocious, six foot seven, two hundred and ninety pound tackle, Braden Miller, six foot eight, two hundred and eighty pound Ashton Lepo, and one of the earliest commits, if not maybe the first commit of this recruiting cycle, six foot six, three hundred and forty pound uh, Christian Phillips from Georgia. AKA four guys that you'd probably not want to run into in a back alley and uh, or upset if uh, you walk up to them and say something that they don't like because wow that's uh, that's a lot of height that's a lot of weight that's that's just a lot of man looking at you right there which is hey Mel Tucker's philosophy with offensive lineman recruiting he's got a certain type that he wants of course we're talking about the tall guys we're talking about the big guys because well if you're going to be playing Big Ten ball competing with the Ohio States and the Penn States and the Wisconsins of the conference. Yeah, you gotta be a big boy. So we lose out on one, but hey, the Spartans still have four that they're happy with right now. I believe that is where they're gonna settle at with offensive lineman recruiting. Yes, there is Keontae Goodwin out there who's currently a uh, Kentucky commit, but hey, if, well, if you just want to go ahead and flip that five-star, that, that top 50-rated player in the country, that ah, be my guest. Not going to hold out too much hope for that, but I had kids from Michigan who are going to have on-campus visits here, and it's a different ballgame. There's a lot of time left until National Signing Day. All right, now, now we're going to pick up the mood here because there is some great, great momentum to ride into the weekend with with recruiting um yeah and if you're not plugged into it by now well uh, allow me to do it for you because there's a lot of crystal balls coming in for Jaden Mangum uh per 24-7 sports uh what I'm talking about with crystal balls is the recruiting experts of the world have plugged in some pretty high confidence predictions for this four-star athlete out of Michigan hey I like how that sounds. Now, he might have been off the radar for a little bit because for the longest time, it seemed like he was going to be a West Virginia guy. Uh, that was, yeah, how it was looking for, for uh, quite some time there. That's a little bit about Mangum. Six foot three, 185-pound athlete. He is a top 300-rated kid in the country per the 24-7 sports composite. Plays a little bit of receiver, a little bit of corner, a little bit of safety over at Birmingham Groves. Definitely. A reputable program here in the Mitten State. Um, should this happen, and I, I don't know when it's going to happen. Could be the next few days. Could be the next few weeks. What have you? A lot of recruiting experts are feeling good that this will happen for Michigan State. And should it happen, 
he would be the second highest commit of this cycle. He would be sandwiched between Alex Van Sumeren, who is the highest rated recruit of the cycle for Michigan State, and Antonio Gates Jr., who would be the third highest commit of the cycle. Of course, all three guys would be four stars, and all three would be the crown jewel of this class from Mel Tucker. Uh, like I said, he was long thought of as a West Virginia lock, but also held offers from little ragtag Alabama down there, uh, Florida, if you ever heard of them, Penn State, Michigan, uh, I think Nebraska was hot on him, Illinois, the, the, yeah, long story short, kid had some offers. Um, and it's looking okay. And, yeah, hey, it goes without saying that, yeah, nabbing a four-star would be a nice get for Mel Tucker and crew, but I, I think it would I think it would really be incredible for Mel Tucker because, yeah, if, if the last name sounds familiar, it's it's because Jaron Mangum, his older brother, committed to Mel Tucker when he was at Colorado and then left, well, not too long after he committed. So, yeah, if he can get another Mangum family member to commit to his program, especially maybe, I'm speculating here, but maybe that didn't leave such a good uh, taste in the mouth of the Mangum family. Yeah, it, well, you just left my, my first son after a year, year and a half of being in Colorado. Um, I, do we really trust you to have our other ex extraordinary football playing son commit to your program? It kind of reminds me of the, the Tommy Boy quote, he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman wearing white gloves. I mean, clearly things were sorted out. If there was issue, again, speculating, maybe they didn't have issue with Mel Tucker getting out of Boulder, Colorado and leaving uh, the eldest son of the family after a quick season. But you know, let, let's say that did happen, just for sake of conversation and probably sake of reality. Um, that, that's an incredible get. that You can convince <laughs> the... The family and the younger sibling of Jaron to, hey, commit to the Michigan State Spartans, baby. Um, is there a coincidence that if he does commit, that this happened after the Spartan Dog Con event, where there were a lot of alumni that Friday night and then some on-campus recruiting visitors on that Saturday? I think it would be tremendously foolish to think that there's any coincidence there. I think this is very linked together. All these crystal balls started to flip from West Virginia to Michigan State in the day, two days after that event took place. So, yeah, Mel Tucker, hey, he's only been here for a year and a half. You know, he, he didn't play Michigan State. He spent a year or two here as a grad assistant. But that, that doesn't mean this guy isn't sharing the culture at Michigan State and what he's building in East Lansing. And that's impressive. I like that because it really borrows the sentiment that we hold with the basketball program. You know, that's all about family. It's all about the culture. It's all about coming back. Hey, it, it, listen, I, I get how corny and cliche that might sound, but there's also some truth behind it. Like, that is what builds a program. That is what gets guys coming back in. That's what gets future guys buying into the program. Culture means a lot with people. The family aspect means a lot with people. And I'm not going to win because I, I, I don't want to jinx this one. Could be a reason why we get a four-star from Birmingham Groves in Jaden Mangum. That would be big time. Guys, betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, Ron team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. 
It's a fantastic podcast. It really is. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, once again, if this is the only episode you listened to this week, if you listened to all five, regardless, thank you so much for hanging with us this week. It has been a complete pleasure talking Michigan State Spartans with all of our guests this week and sharing it with you beautiful people. All right, guys. Yeah, what, four weeks till kickoff? Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, hey, let's have a weekend, baby. Go green.